last year when when COVID hit us, or obviously we as WWF conducted a study to look at what the impact has looked like for the waste services and recycling sector in the country. And we took it we took up a study within the city of Cape Town and the city of Johannesburg where we liaised with key role players like ranging from your municipal officials down to your informal waste pickers as well. So yeah, that is what the study looked like uh, in terms of participants. And then we delved into issues that ranged from um, your impact, like economic activity, impact, employment, income and revenue losses, uh, your COVID relief packages that were being distributed throughout and yeah, what the general working conditions has been throughout the lockdown. So that is what uh, I could say the highlight was about. And we've noted a few findings from that study, which I think I'll share with you as we delve deeper into, into the talk. Absolutely. Now, according to the report, pressures from the COVID-19 crisis and lockdown have put South Africa already overly strained and unsustainable waste services and recycling sector to the test. Talk to us about that. Um, So what I would say is that from 2018 especially, what we've seen, not just in South Africa, but globally, uh, has been like the constant imbalance or the dwindling uh, supply chain disparities within the sector, whereby there was uh, a lot of investment is, is 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 concentrated at the top of the value chain within the plastic recycling space, for instance. So, for the production of plastic and mostly the the linear economy uh, model that is being supported of producing a lot of plastic that becomes a problem at the bottom of the value chain. That is where people that I conducted the study with are based. So we we have our municipalities and we recyclers dealing with a lot of waste and that leaks into the ocean. And yeah, so that is what it's looked like. Uh, And then the other issues would be like, we need more more investment in end-of-life solutions. We need to start thinking designing secular products that don't become a problem when they end when they are u- after they are used by us consumers so yeah those kind of things pricing instabilities as well which are emphasized by the oil the oil market which is also going up and down so that encourages sort of production of virgin materials which are mostly cheaper than the recycled materials or products to buy from shops so when the oil price goes down um, a lot of people get attracted to buying virgin materials, which are a problem at the end of life. So those are the key issues. And South Africa is not exempted from those as well. So those are the, the key things that I'd say we've picked up from the study. All right. And how has the exclusion of the informal waste and recycling activities from essential services regulations at the beginning of the lockdown exacerbated uh, the struggle of the downstream sector? Essentially, the informal waste recycles up to 90% of what we consume as, as South Africans. So everything that we think we're throwing away as waste, they try to put it back into the recycling economy and whatever that's possible to be turned into new products gets turned into those products. So they are very active in trying to save us. And when the lockdown hit us, recycling wasn't necessarily identified as one of the essential services and 
for the informal waste pickers, they were excluded, so they couldn't even get permits. At least your private businesses for recycling would get permits and conduct the work. So when we um, exclude the most active group in, in trying to give this materials a second life, a second chance in life, so we, we, we wiped out all of that for that period of the lockdown. And that meant that a lot of waste went to landfill, if not all of it. And that is so landfilling is because it has been considered as unsustainable in South Africa because our landfills are running out of space. A lot of waste mix or a lot of litter. I mean, it's very common to our side now in our communities as well. So those are the, some of the issues that started showing during the lockdown or during the period where the informal sector wasn't um, active. And I think the other issue would be that their livelihoods, because they decide the, 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 the people in our communities who are very dependent on making their income from from selling this material. So when, when they were excluded, they didn't have any means to generate income for, for their families. All right. And in conclusion, what are the essential considerations for a resilient and equitable waste and recycling uh, sector from the report? We highlight what, what is really necessary at the moment, looking at how complex this issue is becoming. And and you put in, on top of that the issues such as the pandemic, it even worsens. So what we highlight is that, um, first of all, we need uh, the change in, in, in the whole system at, at large. We, we identify considerations for your government, our government, and the sector-specific industry. So for instance, things such as adopting a systemic approach at national government that addresses the long-term economic recovery Plants. So, for instance, your your hard hit private recycling business would need like proper financial uh, assistance and proper long term um, assistance because most of those businesses got shut down during lockdown because they just couldn't withstand the the pressure from COVID. So, if the government sits down and draw up plans and support these guys with your mentorships and all of the necessary equipment that they need, that would be great as well.